1: Come plan your dream wedding all in one day at the 17th annual Newport Bridal Show on March 3rd. Meet with more than 80 top wedding professionals at two of Newport's most romantic venues, Rosecliff and Oceancliff Mansions. Visit NewportBridalShow.net to buy your ticket today. Hey there, Cape Cod. It's high noon on Wednesday. Time for an episode of Life with Gwen. It's a local talk show where you get to meet the neighbors and talk about things that are occupying our world. Today is February 13th, and I can think of one thing that's probably occupying a lot of people's (laughs) worlds. We are here to talk a bit about Valentine's Day, and I um, brought this nice husky Lauren McCall voice, thanks to the office cold, so uh, we'll get to enjoy that. and, And more than that, we have with us this year... Um, Last year, in fact, before we move on and I introduce Vicki, last year, Peggy Wolman, a uh, matchmaker was on, and uh, she gave some tips for meeting people, especially meeting people after 50. So if you're watching and you've met someone this year, and it's, uh, you know, even if it's still not going on, if you've met someone this year, how about sending us a heart and we can see uh, who's had a romantic Mm -hmm. year, who's had a a meet-cute, Uh, Peggy will have an article online that you can look for at the Cape Cod Times. And um, one of her tips she gave to a woman she was working with was, if you are um, giving a toast at a wedding, you say something like, uh, you know, I am so happy for these friends and I hope I can meet someone as nice as Jim. Um, And uh, and she did, the woman who did this. So talk about mass marketing, I guess, if you (laughs) give the toast at a wedding. There you go. <laughs> Anyhow, for those of us who are not doing the toast at a wedding, who are not doing the big Valentine's Day this year, let's talk about settling in with the perfect romance novel. And with me today is Vicki Titcomb. She is the manager of Titcomb's mm-hmm. bookshop in East Sandwich. Um, Vicki, we see your name everywhere because you guys are involved in so many collaborations with the town and uh, with the library.
0: We're very fortunate so, about that, yes. And,
1: and your Skype series where you bring authors in on the screen yes. and people come to the shop. Um, this is a little shop down on 6A and you can't miss it because... Is it Ben Franklin? It's
0: not. We call him oh, the Colonial okay. Man. My brother made him when he was right out of high school, back around 1973, and um, we just call him Colonial Man. But people do call him Mr. Titcomb. They call him Ben Franklin.
1: Okay. Well, anyway, it's the it's the it's the little cottage-like shop that has a full-size statue of a man in front of it, and right. uh, you can <laughs> call that man whoever you want. <laughs> but thanks so much for coming, Vicky.
0: Thank you for having me. This is a fun topic to it, talk about.
1: It, we certainly are lucky to have yeah. this this day to <laughs> to be talking about it. And um, you know, I I have read and seen um, you know surveys that that romance writing is changing. Mm. But I actually have a personal story that uh, that that illustrates this very right. well. May I borrow this? You may. Okay. This is, and I think I'm maybe not alone, this is the first book in a series that I lost uh, five months of my uh, of my life to,
0: 8,000 <laughs> pages. and a lot of people, That's right.
1: It's yes. called, it's called uh, Outlander. Oh, I had my yes. finger over the title. That's what Patty was know. telling me. <laughs> okay, so Outlander by Diana Gabaldon, and um, it is the story of a, a army nurse In World War II, who time travels back, falls in love with a Scottish clansman. It's Jamie and Claire, is a story. And um, I I can't tell you. Oh,
0: Jamie. (laughs) You have to say it a special way. (laughs) That's right. Well, oh,
1: yeah. So here's the thing I finished (laughs) the first book which uh, I got here because we are fortunate to have a book sharing thing. Yeah. And uh, I went into Barnes and Noble. Ooh, yeah. I tried to go local, but I did go into Barnes and Noble to buy the second. Uh-huh. Couldn't find it. And the clerk sent me to the romance section. I was just stunned. <laughs> I don't read romance. Did you say,
0: yes, you said that line. Yeah, I don't read I don't
1: romance. Read
0: romance. <laughs> and, uh, but apparently I do because romance is changing. I think it is. And I felt the same way when you told me about this, um, this topic. I thought, well, I don't read a lot of romance. And then I looked through the bookshop and I went, oh, yeah, I kind of do. And, and it was funny when you asked me about that. Um, uh, it's funny. We just started a section, a romance section. We've had a number of requests from people. And we'll say, oh, it's in with fiction. The books are in with fiction. You can just look through. And um, Uh, That's not what they want, though. They want a place where they can find all the romance in one area, and we've just set that up at the bookshop.
1: But it seems, um, and and you told me that you went to a... uh um, you went to a, a conference recently where you heard someone talking about romance. Yes. And there's been some changes. You know, um, there's, you know, the old uh, image of uh, bodice rippers and... and uh, <laughs> Lairds. Yeah, Captain. Yes. Yes. Of course, you yes. know, Jamie well, is in this Laird. book. I think this is so.
0: Outlander's kind of an exception to every category, don't
1: you think? Uh, <laughs> I do, I do. But, uh, oh, Kathleen, you are so nice. Kathleen Pearl says, you ladies look fabulous. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, yes. So, um, <laughs> anyway, um, tell me a little bit about what the speaker was saying, you know, and sure. and uh, what, go, you know, how do you decide what goes into the romance section in your store?
0: Sure. Um, the, the speaker was Sarah McLean, and I have one of her books here. This one is um, Wicked and the Wallflower. Uh, but she's written all sorts of, um, bo- she writes bodice rippers. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I love the titles, The Rogue Not Taken, um, No Good Duke Goes Unpunished, Never Judge a Lady by Her Cover. She's very clever. She's a smart writer. She graduated from Smith, and uh, she came to the New England Booksellers Association Conference last fall. And it's funny, normally I get all excited about these heavy topics of books and the latest great book but I came back from this conference all excited about a session I heard on romance writing and Sarah led this conference this session and she talked about how so many people buy and love romance books and they don't feel comfortable coming to bookstores for them they go to the grocery (laughs) store or you know someplace like that and it's a shame she was telling all of us booksellers not to be um, serving our public and you're right Gwen that I think I read something about um, I can't really verify this but somewhere around 30 percent of paperback fiction sold is a romance book and I'm sure we have a lot of people who out there who love romance books so this is this is Sarah and but she, she told me a couple of oh, things um, uh, about um, about romance books and what they need to be um, she doesn't like to blur the lines as much as you were talking. Oh, interesting. And personally, she thinks that this style, the mass market paperback, is what she likes, and, or is a romance novel, that there's kind of a stereotype that should be found together the A little the show. formula. A little formula. Always a good ending.
1: Mm-hmm. And I hadn't
0: thought about that, but um, a romance novel has to have a good ending. People want to read them. To relax, to feel good, to experience somebody else 's lives, but they want them not to end in tears
1: it 's interesting. I heard the same thing uh, listening a couple of years ago to um, a podcast called romance and yeah. uh, it was it was fascinating every week they tackled a different subject or they talked to a different author uh-huh. um, about uh, building romance novels and um, what went into that, and how it had stayed the same, how it had uh, changed. But one of the big things was that you have to have a happy ending. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so that must be true. <laughs> yes.
1: It. Uh, well, you know, we could all use that kind of a book in, in today's world. But uh, we have a message from Cindy Farquhar. She says, "Good morning from Oklahoma City. Good morning. Wow. How's the weather out there?
0: Wow. Happy
1: Valentine's Day. Hey, romance books are wonderful.
0: Oh, Oh. Sarah McLean's title. Yes, this is Wicked and the Wallflower. But look for Sarah McLean.
1: Now, I I think I haven't read Sarah McLean yet, but I will. And I think one of the things that's really important for me is that... um, if I'm going to read romance, I want there to be context, um, good setting, yes. um, good writing, smart writing, you know. Perhaps um, learn
0: something about another part of the country or the world. Right. Or a different time period. Exactly. Perhaps. I agree. And uh, one thing about Sarah, by the way, she thinks very strongly that, uh, believes that the main character, woman, is, has got to be a strong character. Well, they're, that's great. Yes. And, and she's, she has some line where she says, you know, if they're going to be tied to a railroad track. Her, her her main character, she better have a knife in her boot because she's going <laughs> to rescue herself. But but love conquers all, and that's the thing that that makes it all come together. and makes it a romantic story. That,
1: well, that is a, a change from from some of the older um, romance uh, titles mm-hmm. that we've seen in terms yes. of of um, women becoming strong central characters and and rescuing yeah. themselves before they choose to. To uh, you know, fall in love. Yeah,
0: that's a good point. That's
1: so a really good point. It uh, it's interesting too. You've brought uh, just an amazing amount of books here <laughs> and chocolates in case we you know get really worn uh, uh, worn out and and tired while while reading all these books. We have we have the cranberry bog, bog frogs. Yes, one of the Cape
0: Cod chocolate, yes. yeah,
1: for Valentine's Day, and. Um, and some of these, uh, uh, some of the, let's work through some of these books, okay? okay. I'm All not right. going to pick them up because I'm so clumsy that I managed to put my uh, finger over the title whenever I do. To be fair, <laughs> I can't see what you see. So uh, anyway, but we have a couple here that are both local folks yes. from Nantucket. And uh, Ellen Hilderbrand and Nancy Thayer um, always count on these folks to put out. Uh, almost every year, a, a great novel. Yes. Um, and I know um, with uh, Ellen's, I've, I've sort of walked through one of them, one of her early novels with oh. her, and they're very much set in the place. Yes. You know, it's like you're taking home a piece of Nantucket with you.
0: Yeah, that's why i brought both of them they're much loved authors we love them um we've hosted both of them at the bookstore they're lovely people and the stories are just great and it's exactly what you said Gwen. That people get to learn about life on nantucket mm-hmm. so we have the setting of in fact these both happen to be about weddings and what could be more romantic than a wedding on nantucket and oh my gosh um like in um this is nancy thayer's newest it's a nantucket wedding <sighs> A wedding to die for is being planned. A woman's getting remarried, she's widowed, perhaps brought her daughters on to Nantucket, there's lots of money, they're having this beautiful wedding, but then you discover she has problems like everybody else and things get very complicated and, you know, life, life is complicated for all of us. So we can kind of live that and experience Nantucket's best. And the same with Ellen Hildebrand. This is the perfect couple by Ellen Hildebrand also it's just solidly set on Nantucket. I
1: very much enjoyed uh, we had a, a really fun creative day Ellen and I it was years ago but I will try and put this up on the a website for anyone who'd like to see it what we did was um, it was one of her books in which it dealt with a chef uh, do you remember the name of this uh, the love season I think it was because she, you know, uh, she was going to call it the dinner party.
0: Ellen. Okay, who was it? Was by Ellen? Yeah, or, it was okay. by
1: Ellen, and um, and she recreated the dinner for our food page with recipes um, oh. that was in the book, the oh. the special dinner. So we had a blast just <laughs> going around Nantucket and shopping at all the um, you know local stores oh, that she shopped at, and then uh, you know she did the cooking while I did the note taking, and it was really a fun way to to approach. Uh, and then the dinner yeah, she yeah. actually held for eight friends over in a historic house in, in Nantucket. Oh. So um, that was that was a great day. We'll get that story up for you so you can see it. And I believe it went with the novel, The Love Season. Um, so anyway, um, let's talk a little bit. Let's move over. Oh, wait a second. We have a question coming in. Um, okay, from Cindy Farquhar. I love Christine P- Feehan. Uh, is that F- Feehan? Uh, Christine Feehan and Laura Le- Lee do you you know them?
0: I have not read them seriously so, so. so but I'm going to remember that because it sounds like some an author we should be sure to have in the bookshop. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that.
1: Yes, anybody who would like to uh, type in a recommendation, please do. It's a good chance to sort of have a um, uh, informal Facebook Live Facebook uh, book club going on for at least mm. for today, so we can get some suggestions on things yes. to read. Love Not that. that you're short of things to read. <laughs> I, um, I'm uh, the next. If we move over here, I think you guys can all see this. To the next book, which is this one over here. That's the Barbara oh. Kingsolver, right? Yes. Tell me about this because that's not what I would think of as a love story, Barbara
0: Kingsolver's work. I stretched the limits of our discussion a little bit. But uh, Barbara Kingsolver is one of my absolute favorite authors. And this is her newest book. It's titled Unsheltered. And it is truly, it's a story of a couple. um, A wonderful couple, but times are hard and money is short. Uh, The wife used to work at a magazine. It's folded. The husband worked at a college teaching. It closed. Well, that's there, so he's found another job. Um, they now have life is complicated. The, uh, his uh, the husband Iano is Greek American, and I love his character so much. Their their love just just shines through this book. But they've been together for a long time. It's just the story of that kind of. A long-term relationship and how that works despite the fact that you are living with your father your husband's father who is ill and has uh, dementia and is not a nice man you have a very re- rebellious daughter who's just turned returned home and your son his wife unfortunately had postpartum depression and committed suicide leaving him with a newborn infant that they take in Wow so Everything's piling up, but at the heart of the story is this wonderful relationship. Mm-hmm. And I can't say enough about um, Barbara's writing. It's it, She plays with words is the way I look at it. She's a brilliant, brilliant writer. So just reading her words um, is a joy.
1: I think throughout her writing career that... Uh... I felt this way myself. I've heard other people say it. This book changed me as a person, wow. you know. Um, yeah. the um, um, I'm so bad with titles unless I write them down. But but the me one too. where she spent <laughs> a year, you, uh, this is where you work at a bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Is this the one fun. where she ate
0: locally yes. for a year? Yes, yeah. Yes, that Lori Higgins just—you know—our
1: um, food, yeah, <laughs> our food critic. Uh, you know, she and I share the food criticism, and uh, and uh, she's wonderful with with uh, food, Lori. She's a good cook, yes. and and uh, um, and she uh, she just loved that book. She yeah. said, you know, changed the way she looked at the world. And I know there are chickens out there now. At Lori's. Um, but uh, I was don't actually going the turkeys.
0: back. If you get a chance to read the book, you'll always remember turkeys. Oh, okay. I, and uh,
1: their courtship. I go even further. Turkey, but... Yeah, I, you don't want to have a relationship with a turkey. I know that they, <laughs> they can bond with you, it's... and then before you know it, your Valentine's Day is being spent, like, you know, <laughs> trying to get in the house without the turkey coming yes. in. I am. Um... <laughs> thank you oh, thank you wonderful. and while you're looking things up uh, patty our, our producers looking things up um my experience with uh, barbara king silver mm-hmm. was even before that uh with the, the bean trees is it yes yes yep. and uh i that was um almost uh steinbeck in nature for me that was almost like the the grap- yeah. grapes of wrath as well. so yeah. so i can imagine you're bringing us a, a book for romance, which has such a strong relationship, but also has all of that fabric around it, all of that context. Wow. Yeah. So that'll be next on my list, I believe, although it is kind of a long list. I and have a long list. I do, I honestly. do. And <laughs> half the bed is like covered with <laughs> yeah. books. So, and what's the last one that you have standing oh, over there?
0: Yes, um, this is another new book. It's called Becoming Mrs. Lewis by Patty Callahan. And this is that remarkable love story of C.S. Lewis um, and Joy, Joy Davidman. And um, it, it's just a pure love story, all you know, based on fact, it's a historical novel. Mm-hmm. And I have a hard time, by the way. Um, like What's romance, what's historical novel? Um, I think in some ways we call this in the bookstore, historical novel, but it is so much a romance. Mm-hmm. Those
1: two. Well, you know, it's interesting because um, when uh, last year, when uh, PBS had a, a nation read, mm. read uh, survey, and it asked uh, people to to write in and talk about their their favorite book of the century, it. Um, and then they had the top 100 books, which yeah, they revealed. Fun. It was. A lot of It fun. was. And I recognized many of them. I hadn't read all of them. There were
0: some I didn't even recognize. Yeah, me
1: too. Yeah. So, But what was kind of stunning um, to many people, I believe, is that they got down to the top two, and it was in the running between Harper Lee for To Kill a Mockingbird oh. and... and Diana Gabaldon,
0: isn't that amazing? And
1: it is amazing. Yeah. And uh, Diana came in in second, but still, yeah. you know, to to have a book that reaches um, that many people mm-hmm. on that level, that that uh, that many people are reading for pleasure, yeah. um, certainly to me, uh, makes me rethink my walking into the store and saying I don't read re- romance. Because, and you talk about, you know, this does, it it has time travel, which I love, you know. Talking animals and time travel, I'm there. (laughs) Um, But um, but, uh, besides that sort of weakness on my part, it also has an incredible historical context that runs, you know, from... um, from you know the end of the clansmen in scotland you know um through um, through coming to the new country and and colonialism and and it's just the the setting for what's happening you know is is just so fascinating yes. that the love story has has a place to play out
0: oh i like how you worded that thank you I, I, yes i agree with you and i think too i love history mm-hmm. but um and I love nonfiction history, but when you read an historical f- fiction, a novel, it, you look at history through that person's eyes, and when I can trust that the author knows their subject, it's just a delight because you experience it yourself. So you're not just hearing about uh, what it was like to live through a war or something. Uh-huh. You're living through the war. And then with the romance, too, you're, you're living the romance. Yeah. as well. And I think that's part of the draw for romance books.
1: And the strong characters, I think, yeah. really uh, add to that. The uh, female character in this book is uh, becomes a doctor long before it was a popular thing to do. And um, I'm, this book being, once again, Outlander. And um, it it's interesting how it comes together. I think that because things are, are put that way, I could probably um, shoot and dress a goose for, for dinner if I had to. Probably will not happen, but, uh, you know, it's that idea of feeling like you're there. How about if I make whiskey instead, which is another better. thing that they they teach you how to do. We can get some, uh, um, some grains and make whiskey instead, so... Um, I don't think we're going to get through all of the books, but one of the oh, things no. you brought up that I think is really interesting is uh, maybe we could take a look at, uh, at Georgia by Dawn Tripp, who is oh, from Westport, oh, yes, yes. just uh, not too far off Cape, and she's been visiting here now and then. Because this is, uh, now I
0: believe this is a kind of book that's written as fiction,
1: yes. but it's
0: very fact-based. It's very fact-based. Um, in fact, we, ha- we hosted Dawn along with an expert on Georgia O'Keeffe and and she loved the book. I remember that mm. and I just love this book romance isn't always easy and I think this this picture of Georgia O'Keeffe's marriage with Alfred Stieglitz was a very complicated marriage it was passionate and um, it burned very hot but then it was it, it sometimes it, it was difficult they were two very 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 strong individuals but we look at um woman's role in the arts through this book and through their relationship and how women were treated. Um, He didn't always respect her and her judgment.
1: I remember the the struggle between whose career was going to to, uh, take precedence and when hers did edge forward, what that did to him. That
0: was tough for him at that time. But he also, I don't mean to just denigrate him. He also had a lot of respect for her as an artist Mm -hmm. and that I think was a lot of the attraction.
1: So we yeah, we get a lot of um, we get a lot of fact based, but then by making it fiction, what do you suppose that allows the you, you know why do that?
0: Well, I think for one thing, you can have conversations yeah, <laughs> and true. just make them up. Um, but I think it's that whole thing of living through their eyes.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, we're not
0: just saying and then she did and then he did. We're experiencing, and this is how it felt because you're kind of, you're relating to that character. Right. It gives you more leeway. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had ta- you know, authors talk about the difference um, between writing, you know, nonfiction and fiction, and there's a, a little more, certainly more leeway to be creative within bounds. Um,
1: that that sounds wonderful. Because I, I was curious about that, yeah. and I know that uh, all three now. now these are, are are more novels, more traditional yeah. novels, but uh, but that this book as well have been very popular with
0: uh, book clubs. Yes, very oh, much because there's so much to talk about. There's, people like to talk about relationships and and such. Um. If if you
1: um, one of the things that uh, um, one of the folks who was on the romance podcast was Nicholas Sparks. It's hard to misplace Nicholas Sparks because he keeps showing up in the top 10 uh, bestsellers and um, he keeps writing and you could argue that it's, Arguably, very much the same book or similar book. (laughs) He's got a formula that works for him, and he readily admits that. But one thing that's interesting is that uh, he finds um, that more men are reading his books. I love that. Yeah, and uh, you know, and and possibly reading what might have formally been defined as romance um in general but but that that men are are reading them and, and feeling because everybody wants to be loved.
0: Yes. Yes. And they are in the, they are characters in many of the romance novels. Now there are many there's a whole genre of LGBTQ romance as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so there's the romance is for everyone. Yeah.
1: And and you showed me an interesting book when we were waiting. Why don't we share this one? The ruthless, ruthless rivers.
0: I I wanted something a little different, and uh, this is ruthless river, by Holly Fitzgerald. It's a true story, but it's a very romantic story. Holly and her husband decided to go on a year long honeymoon around the world on a shoestring. Their plane crashed in the um, in the Amazon region. And they ended up uh, in a penal colony, which was in such a bad area. It didn't even have walls around it. And they're in with murderers and rapists and such. But it was fine that you didn't get a sense that they were in danger. But they wanted to go on their trip. And someone said, all you have to do, there's a raft. You can take a raft and continue down the river and continue on your trip. Well, they were young. They listened to them. This is back in the 70s. And this no is a true phones. story. Absolutely true. There are photos in the book. You can see the raft. They decide to listen to this person and they get on this man made raft, this little raft, and go down it, uh, the Madre de Dios River. The subtitle is Love and Survival by Raft on Amazon's Relentless Madre de Dios. They almost, I don't want to give too much away. Yeah, yeah but it is a, a true story. We're trying not to. She do lived that. to tell the tale. But it was, when I thought about the romance, this book came to mind because their love was so strong that it held them through some really tough times and really helped, they helped each other survive an awful ordeal.
1: And they grew. They grew a lot, you know. Um, although I, I would have to say that no matter how much you love someone, living on a raft with them must really test that togetherness oh, thing.
0: This was quite a test, and they're still together. Is she from the Cape? She's from Westport too. Oh, she's from Westport. Yes, okay. so um, very, I will highly very recommend close. that for men and women. So you can read this, and you're actually reading some romance, but it's definitely—it's um, just a gripping read. It okay. reads like the best of novels.
1: I. This is hard to believe, but we have. Three minutes left, so I'm going to ask you two questions during that time. One is, if you uh, were recommending to a book club, um, a book, perhaps one that you have here, um, could you give me a book club recommendation and why? And then, um, you know, maybe just for yourself the the one that you that you take with you all the time it's in your purse if you get stuck in in, in line and things i love those kinds of books so oh,
0: wow that's tough i'll start maybe with the book club and only because let me see um okay i just i would recommend by the way uh georgia and ruthless river highly for book club because there's uh-huh. so much to talk about a book can't just be good it has to have some things that people can relate to and have different opinions about, okay, and and talk about. So there was, there has to be something up, uh, bigger. Um, this is an older book, but I absolutely loved it. I remember reading it on a plane back from a conference when it just was coming out. Many of you will know it: Major Pettigrew's Last Stand by Helen Simonson. Fabulous book, just lovely story about this quiet uh, English major living in a small village in England. And um, uh, he's widowed and he finds himself falling in love with a Pakistani shopkeeper in town. And it's what happens to him. He's befuddled. He doesn't understand his feelings. Um, He runs up against um, the townspeople who don't think this is proper for him, Mm -hmm. Um, his children. So, there's so much to talk about and that the reason I mentioned for Book club is you can talk about our feelings about ethnicity um, uh, love children relationships mm-hmm. so. whether in how love sometimes just
1: happens, even if it's uh you know not yes. not something that everyone else expects of you yes uh let's see we have a message here uh susan uh. Critchlin Pepper says she has read every one of Hildebrand's books. She transports me to the Cape with every word. Wonderful. Couldn't agree more, uh, Susan. And uh, uh, actually, um, Ellen's husband once said that her her goal is to kind of write a book a season so that f- folks who come to visit for the summer uh, will have something to take home. It's like a souvenir you take home from your season, your vacation there on, on Nantucket.
0: And I'll say there are a lot of people on Cape Cod that feel the same way too because it's big news when either of those authors, Nancy or Ellen, comes out with a new book.
1: The thing that amazes me is that there are so many – Really good authors here, and um, we just uh, we try to get them onto our books page, which is runs on Sunday in the d section and um, yep. it's just it 's funny we sometimes will ask people to do q and a s and authors are always eager because they can 't wait to put those words together, Definitely. so um, you often can hear from the author in his or her own
0: words. So, we we need to go soon. I know, so you asked the last question. Yes. Um, I'm drawing a blank, so I'll bring out one that I brought because I could read this 100 times with the wind what could be more romantic so that could be one of those books that you just always turn to
1: and I could read it for the first time because I tried to read it when I was in seventh grade and my mother wouldn't let me so I kept rehiding oh. the book all over the the um all over the house you know and and grabbing yeah and grabbing a few uh a few uh, pieces of it whenever I could but I've read it you know um sort of in a clandestine uh, setting I'll have to uh, way,
0: right <laughs> it
1: was. I want to thank you all for joining us today. It, uh, it's just a chance to talk about these wonderful books with with Vicki Titcom and, and all the wonderful work that you do in the community in terms of uh, books and connecting people. Doesn't it just amaze you, Vicky, that you can pick up a book and your world is bigger afterwards. Oh. You've been to a country. You've been to a time. You know, a good book is just like stepping through the rabbit hole. It's so It's amazing. Nice. So we wish you a happy Valentine's Day with roses and 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 um, and chocolates, but we also wish you one with an adventure, any adventure you choose. Let's see you next week and have a good ha- Valentine's Day, everyone.
0: Thanks. Thank Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left.